Do you fear the zombie uprising? Are you prepared to survive what's coming? If you listen very carefully, you might just make it out alive. This is Zompocalypse Now. Hi folks, I'm Tim. Wow. Well, you want to try that without your mouthful? No, I'm them. This is Dustin. He's eating right now. We just had ice cream. Because mm. we're grown-ups and we can. No. And uh, this is Fear the Walking Dead. No, wait. This is Apocalypse Now. Right. Watching Fear the Walking Dead. Exactly. And, yeah. So, welcome. Yes. And the kids are not here because they're down. You, you are on your own packing up the house. Yes. Um, as we've said before, Dustin is moving, and the show is going to be kind of a remote thing for the two of us, as I'll be here in Kansas yes. City and Dustin will be down in Texas, and we will be doing this long distance, but it will continue on. Right. So, um, but yeah. What? Nothing. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, and tonight we watched Fear the Walking Dead. Charlie and Alicia have a moment. Yes. So this entire episode is impossible. <laughs> Let's be okay. completely clear right. here. Go ahead. Do your do Oh, your God. Thing. So, all right. So the basic premise of this is that there's this storm that mm-hmm. has been coming, building since the, the show came back at the mid-season. Right. And uh, as you recall, last episode, uh, Alicia and Morgan had a yelling at right. each other. And Alicia is, is dealing with all the things. All the She's lo- not having a great time. No. And so she... Tells Morgan she needs to be by herself and away from people, and she's going to be all right. And he's like, Alicia, don't be stupid. She's Especially like, during the storm, the Alicia. storm that's coming. And she says, I will be fine because reasons. And she runs out into the storm. Okay. Meanwhile, right. this is this is where they have gone off to this last last episode. Right. So they've gone off to this uh, uh, factory, uh, right. lumber lumberyard thing, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And this is where that they they are coming from. This they are right. coming from this on foot, and this is something like ten miles away from a number of the miles. House. I don't know if I would say ten miles because that you can't walk ten miles in a day. Well, sure you can. You can walk three to four miles an hour. You can walk ten miles in two and a half hours. No, I walk four miles an hour when I go work out all the time. No. Yes, that's a fifteen-minute mile. Yeah, that's easy. This is a fast walk. It's called exercise, Dustin. It's true. It's, it's, I, I, I do that all the time. I don't believe such a thing exists. Okay. Uh, well, you don't have to. You chase children around. Like, uh, <laughs> but, uh, anyhow. So anyway, anyway uh, then you have... Charlie. Who has run out into the storm from the ranch house Right. Thing. Well, first first she, she escapes John Dory. Right. And so from from the bus on the bridge, we'll right. come back to the bus on the bridge later. But and then she goes to the ranch house and finds uh, Lucy lying near comatose in her in her pile of pillows. And so Lucy chases her out of the house of the ranch house. Right. So I mean, I guess in theory, okay. In theory. If Alicia is coming west, <laughs> angrily... This is a math problem. Yes. This is a, if, this is one of those... <laughs> if, 
the leash is coming angrily west. Uh-huh. And Charlie is going east. Uh-huh. It's it's possible that they would have found the house, the same house. Okay. So, here's the problem with that. Well, yes. While anything is in fact possible, the odds are vanishingly to the point of non-existently small that this would happen. Because remember that John and uh, uh, Strand went looking for Charlie, mm-hmm. so they drove into town. So there's all this much more convenient place for her to be hiding from the storm in. House in the middle of nowhere, which of course it's so many things with the Walking Dead universe, everything is in the middle of nowhere. Well, like I said, it's like if you were to... Um, if It's like an open world concept video game. Yeah. Everything's randomly generated. <laughs> like, if you just take your avatar and run, start... Start off in the west, westernly direction. The computer, the, the program has to randomly generate what's coming up. Right, yeah. And so it will be, you know, a dumb old house in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, so so somehow, you know, we once you accept the fact that Charlie and Alicia have ended up in this house together, which is impossible, okay, it's just, it's just, it's such a writer thing. Yeah. It's such a... The hand of the writer came down, slapped everybody across the face, and went, you shut up! Yeah. <laughs> and watched the episode. And it's like, okay, whatever. Once you get past that, I had other problems with the episode. <laughs> I like the idea of it, though. I mean, I, it's the, the contrivance of it. Yeah. It's so contrived. I mean, it's just like really terribly, awkwardly, obviously, we needed to put these two together. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make a lick of sense how we get him in here. They just have to be together. Because one, then you have to accept that Alicia, you know, broke into the house uh, full of zombies. And Charlie w- got upstairs without avoiding avoiding all the zombies and into the room. Right. And locked herself in. And all these different, all the, the moving parts of this episode. And it doesn't stop there because then you get into the storm itself. I mean, there's so many things that if you look at it and say, but wait... Mm-hmm. It starts to fall apart. I mean, the, the, it's a, it's very it's a very contrived episode, right? And that was really frustrating for me because this show, this show, and The Walking Dead itself, the hand of the writer moments are always just so bad. Mm-hmm. So as much as there's interesting things going on in this episode, it just it, it weighed on me. It annoyed every... Tim. It annoyed Tim. A lot. It annoyed me in all the ways. And every time there was a commercial, because now we get to watch live. Yes, it's true. Uh, every time there was a commercial, Tim would be like, "This is not a thing." <laughs> and I'd be like, "Let it out. You're gonna be okay." I'm not. I'm broken. I'm broken forever. Yeah, I cannot go on. I'm kind of like Alicia, or maybe right. Charlie in this episode because. Okay, so let's talk. Yes. A little bit about what actually happens in this episode. So. Uh, Alicia stumbles upon this house that was randomly generated for mm-hmm. her to find. Mm-hmm. And she comes in, and she does the whole zombie knock thing, knocks on the wall, and says, Is there anybody out here? We actually get a couple of really cool shots where she's backlit, and mm-hmm. there's silhouette shots, and the lighting is really right. cool. There's some really artistic, really good-looking camera work in this episode. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, yes... There are four zombies in the house. A mommy zombie, a daddy zombie, and a boy, a brother, and a sister zombie. 
And uh, it looks like maybe these people had been living in this house for a while, because there's like sleeping bags in the living room. The weird thrashing and... noises you're hearing is Maisie the zombie dog, like throwing herself around She's the floor. She's found with a her marble. Phone. She is. And she just doesn't know how to handle it. Yeah, she is just... she's like, oh my goodness! Anyway, Alicia dispatches them and just, like, throws them outside. And then, in wandering through the house, she realizes, oh, this was their house that they had been living in. Mm -hmm. There's pictures of them all over the house. And so she, like, takes all the pictures and throws them outside, too, because she doesn't want to be reminded of the humanity of these undead creatures. Well, not to mention the fact that here's... Here's a family, and there's evidence of family and happiness in, in mm-hmm. this group, and she's all that's left of her family. Right. Uh, that actually was more had more questions for me than um, than how they both ended up randomly at this house. I was like, well, how did this family like? If obviously they had been here for a long time, like they had been, did how did they get zombified? Like, did they did somebody catch? you know, the flu and die or Mm -hmm. was, you know, somebody bitten and didn't tell anyone or like, I was very, I was very interested in how this family died. But I was also curious about, I mean, we see them basically here. They've sort of moved into the living room. Yeah. And I'm like, why, why aren't they all in their own rooms? Why did they not have, you know, I mean, there's, there's a story here that we don't get. Yeah. And it's kind of curious. And I mean, the fireplace is all burnt. Mm hmm. And there's just all these like, what is what happened here? What what's mm-hmm. the story of this group? And we're not going to get it. No, that's... no. But that's a little that's a fun little world building thing. Gives you something to think about, conjecture or whatever. Mm-hmm. And there's a really great shot where she throws the bodies out, just like in a like like in a row, mm-hmm. right? And then she goes in the house, and there's a picture where the the family has is like. Very is laid out very similar. Like they're somebody. It's, it's one of those professional photographers. You know, where the right, photographer's yeah. like, "Lie down in this field. Let's take a picture." Mm-hmm. And it looks very. It's very like ah oh, poetry. So anyway, um, Alicia's like bumming around this house, and she hears something upstairs. So she goes up, and she finds a zombie in a tree, like stuck in a tree. On, on this, like, hanging off the balcony. This is also one of those moments where you have to accept that The Walking Dead does not understand how sound works. Mm-hmm. Because there's a storm going on outside, and somehow we're expected to believe that Alicia can hear this zombie making its the usual zombie arr, yeah. arr, noise through the storm, upstairs, through the storm, through the wall, through the glass, through the, all, the, all the things. Right. And this thing is like six feet away. Mm-hmm. And so, no. Okay, that's not how sound works. That's not how it ever works. But it's, you know... Last week we had the music in the background, zombie attack thing. Yeah. That, you know, whatever. It's it's a thing. So anyway, um, so while she's standing there looking at this zombie, um, there's somebody runs past her on the landing. And she goes, and she's like, I'm not going to take any of this from anybody. You better just get out of here. I'm going to kill you. And she opens up the closet door, and it's, dun, 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 Charlie. Who can't be here. (laughs) Who literally cannot be here. (laughs) And, And, yes, the question is, how did Charlie get into the house, past the four zombies that were upstairs, 
or downstairs and upstairs to lock herself in, you know, lock herself in. Now, now, the, you know, she obviously wasn't trying to protect herself. We find out later she's, you know, kind of not wanting to worry about that so much anymore. But, yeah, how did she get in and how did that happen? How did we get there? It's just, again, it's all part of the thing that you, you really have to accept a lot of the contrived nature of this episode to get to the meat of it, mm-hmm. which is the character moments here. Right. So, they, Charlie, like, locks herself in the bedroom and and uh, Alicia, like, freaks out and runs out to this, like, station wagon and tries to get in, but... She slips in the mud, and she hits herself in the head, and then she wakes up back in the house. And she realizes that Charlie went and got her. And, oh, by the way, while she was out, Charlie covered up the bodies, and she went and got all the pictures that, that Alicia had thrown out, and she's, like, drying them off. And and Alicia's very upset about that. And Charlie's very strong for, like, a 12-year-old. Yeah. She got Alicia in. I mean, she dragged her in, apparently. And, mm-hmm. you know, I mean... All this stuff in the rain and the storm. I know. Good and, for her. So now begins our hour long exercise in these two young women coming to terms with each other. Yes. Which I think I think they accomplish to a degree. Right. Um, again, some of it comes a lot of it comes down to the writing and, and I think also I hate to, I hate to do this because the Walking Dead is such a mixed bag with child actors. Mm-hmm. But there's there's times with Charlie and the actor, young actress's performance that I'm just kind of like, uh, okay. Yeah. Just... Well, we've talked about this before. Uh, the Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead are like that uncle that you have that doesn't know how to deal with you <laughs> when you're like under 15. Yeah. You know, he's like, oh, small. <laughs> and like, come back when we can talk about girls or something. And he like, you know. and But then when you hit like 16, 17 years old and, you know, you like, oh, hey, yeah, let's talk about movies. And <laughs> yeah. That's how The Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead are. They don't understand children. No. And they don't want to talk to you about them. They just want them to be there so that you can be like, oh, we're supposed to feel bad about Charlie. Let's feel sad about Charlie being a Charlie. Yeah, so it, the the premise here is basically that, you know, I mean, Alicia, Alicia has her anger with Charlie, which is... Mm-hmm. Understandable. Understandable and to some degree justifiable considering what has happened to Alicia's family because of Charlie. Mm-hmm. But also, Charlie is a child. Right. And she was not on her own making these decisions. She was right. making them with adults around her, adults who were telling her to do this and and act mm-hmm. in this way and do this stuff. So there's there's some good bits here where Alicia actually acknowledges the fact that, that Charlie is a child. Yeah. Because it really is this, we are not, you know, I don't like you and I kind of hope you will die and you... You know what? Whatever happens, you are garbage. I mean, she yeah. Alicia is not being at all kind to Charlie. Mm-hmm. You know, she's telling her she's garbage. She's telling her she's worthless. She's telling her that she has to live with the with the terrible things that she's done. And yes, right. she's a child, but you still you knew what you were doing, so you can't. You know, that's not an excuse, mm-hmm. and it kind of still is an excuse because it's a child with adults around them, and the adults right. are telling it. So I mean, it's you know, where does 
where does the responsibility lie and does it matter at this point? Which is kind of like Alicia can't help how she feels. Right. But I think she also gets to that, gets to that too, because after, after, you know, first, that's the first conversation that you, I hate you and I I don't want to kill you, but if you're in this house, I might have to kill you and you're garbage and blah, 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 Mm. blah. And uh, then, but later as they've talked more, she says, you have to live with the horrible thing that you did. Just like I have to live with the horrible things that I did. Mm-hmm. So I think she comes around on that level of, you know, this is not, you know, being... Because Alicia was, what, 16, 17 when all this stuff started, she too? she was 18. 17, 18. Yeah. She's in high school. Yeah, well, 17, 18. Uh, so, like, she knows what it's like to grow up in this apocalypse. And, you know, to come... And so she's had to do, do terrible things and, you know, hurt people and kill people. And, and you know, her decisions led to horrible things for her group. And so she understands that. So anyway, they have these conversations. And finally, Alicia gets to the point where she's like, okay, fine, we'll, you know, survive this storm together. Oh, wait, no. Before, before you get to that point, uh, there is, on this room that, that Charlie's been in on the second floor, uh, has got, you know, this is the same room where they discovered the walker stuck yeah. in the tree, or, or Alicia discovered her, and the one that she couldn't be able to hear through the walls, That's this is the one. So, Charlie keeps going up on the roof and opening the door, and mm-hmm. like walking out to the walker, and because Charlie kind of wants to die. Right. You know, she thinks she wants to die. Oh, and we forgot the storm storm shutters too. Oh yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, Alicia notices that there's some storm shutters on this house. So she tries at first by herself mm-hmm. to to close them, and she can't. So she has to enlist Charlie's help. And as they're nailing the shutters closed, the sound of the hammering <laughs> over the storm. Starts to attract walkers, and she, we're being too loud. And you looked over at me and went, "What? Yeah. <laughs> what?" So, so now they've attracted some walkers oh, to yeah. to the cabin in the woods, and uh, and so there's walkers, and there's the storm, and everything's terrible. And, and this is the moment where where Alicia is kind of forced to start talking to Charlie. Mm-hmm. So all of this comes out of this little bit here where, you know, I don't like you, but I need you, and, right. and this whole dynamic. So they have dinner, and they talk, and Alicia's like, you know, life is pain, and Charlie's like, I'm 12, yeah. and Alicia's like, you're a monster, and Charlie says... I haven't even hit puberty yet. Yeah. And yeah. Alicia's like, I kind of hate you. And and Charlie's like, I just want to. I just want an adult figure I can look up to who's yeah. going to make me feel guilty about betraying those around me. And Alicia's like, I hope you die in a fire. Right. <laughs> well, and then they start for some reason talking about the beach. About because oh, because because. Uh, Charlie's like, how long do you think this storm's going to last? And, and Alicia's like, I don't know. I grew up in California where these storms don't happen. So I don't have any idea. And, uh, and oh, she's like, oh, well, I've never been to the beach. And then, and then, uh, <laughs> and Alicia's like, oh, it sucks to be you. <laughs> and, uh, and she's like, 
the only the oh, last time I was at the beach, it was just like everywhere else, full of the dead. And uh, which is true, actually, because the last time she was at the beach was at the hotel. Mm-hmm. And oh no, there, there, I think there was points after that she was at a beach-like thing, but um, it's pretty much how yeah, it's been dead folks all around. Yeah. So then Charlie tells a story yeah, about, about almost going to Galveston. Yeah. And I've been to Galveston Island, which I thought was very, very nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, little, I've been to Galveston many times. Little tourist, trappy little uh, island thing. Mm-hmm. Well, there's, you know, there's things to be said for Galveston besides that it's a little tourist trappy. Oh, I enjoyed it. I had my, my girlfriend and I at the time, and I had a wonderful time. So, um, yeah. So then they go... Then Charlie tells a story about her parents. Mm-hmm. About how they were going to take her to Galveston, and then all this happened... And the last time she saw her parents, they had cha- they had been turned. But yeah, so so she's like, I can't remember them any other way, but it's the zombies, and I wish I hadn't seen them. Well, she wishes she had a photograph of her parents, and that's kind of explaining why she keeps coming back to the photographs of this family. Of this family. Because she's like, I want to keep these photographs just in case somebody shows up. Looking for these people. Looking for these people. Yeah. And Alicia's like, no one is coming for these people. <laughs> <laughs> And by the end of the episode... <laughs> so, okay, um, a couple of things happen. Number one, um, the storm gets really bad, so they have to go in the basement. Well, um, yeah, so... It, let me just... You just go. <laughs> okay. Texas is a vast and varied landscape. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately... They have shot, they are set, they have set this season of Fear the Walking Dead in areas of Texas that I am intimately familiar with because I grew up there. Mm -hmm. And it is basically the Houston area or the Central Texas area. They're shooting in Central Texas, but I think it's supposed to be set in Houston. This is not supposed to be a tornado, actually. This is supposed to be a hurricane. Okay. Um, but that hurricane still the tropical storms still end up in Central Texas, so it could be sure, still right. Central Texas. Uh-huh. Anyway, it doesn't matter. <sighs> in the Houston area, mm-hmm. they don't have basements on their houses because it is in a very marshy area. Mm-hmm. It's at the coast and. Anything below, anything that you would dig into the ground is going to be below sea level, and so things get, you know, wet and soupy, and you don't want to have a basement Okay. in that kind of situation. Uh, in central Texas, where they are shooting, you don't have basements because the ground is made of granite. <laughs> and so to get to, to dig a basement, you have to be super rich so that you can dig through the granite, and basically, then you don't even need to like make walls because it's like right. So, the fact that there is a basement on this house annoyed me. Yeah, but you know what? I'm just I can't fight it. I just it's the <laughs> way that it is. Nobody like I'm sure when they were like, we're gonna have to do a basement. The people, the crew, who are probably all Texas natives, were all like, there's going to be a basement on this house. <laughs> They're like, we wrote a basement. It's like, okay, well, I guess we'll just bring that to the soundstage. We're going to have to build it on the soundstage anyway. 
<sighs> so, let's go in the basement because the storms got real bad. And so they go in the basement. The basement's flooded. Right. Full of water because <laughs> of the storm. And uh, Like they, several feet deep worth yes. of flooded. As soon as they walk into the basement, the house collapses. Or portion of the house collapses and covers the door. Right. So they're trapped. They're trapped in the basement that's slowly filling up with water. Right. And there's no way out because the storm doors that would lead out of the basement are... Uh, chain shut. Chain shut on the other side. And then all of the windows are glass bricks. Right. And so they can't get out. And the water is filling up. And Charlie starts to freak out. And she's like, I don't want to be, I don't want to die. Alicia finds a couple of, of boxes, cases that they can mm. stand on. So right. Alicia's like, we'll just have to wait out the storm. And then, of course, you hear the sound of more thunder. And, yeah. and the water rises, like, appreciably, you really? know. And, and Charlie's having to freak out. Charlie says, okay, do you still have the gun? Yeah. And she's like, yeah, I want you to kill me. And she's like, what? Hang on. And she doesn't want to be a walker. She doesn't want to become right. one of those things. And she says, I don't want to die, but I don't want to turn into one of them. And she's kind of begging Alicia to kill her. And so Alicia has the opportunity. Alicia pulls out the gun. And she aims it at Charlie. Mm-hmm. And she has the whole flashback where she sees everyone she's lost. Her brother and her mother and the pain and all the things. And she can't do it because Alicia is A, not actually a terrible person. Right. B, there's, you know, unless you're Carol and, you know, the child is an actual psychopath, um, generally shooting some a child in the head is not really something you expect right. to get out of this show. And and you can tell that they're now not no longer shooting in... In Georgia, they're now shooting in Texas because she's able to hold the gun right at Charlie's head. There are laws in Georgia for filming. That's why that's why the the scene was shot the way it was. The look of the flowers scene mm-hmm. because there are rules about who you can point a gun at. Oh, okay. In, <laughs> in Texas, there are no rules. rules. Shocked, shocked, I am. So anyway. Um, and so just about the time that Alicia's like, we're finding a way out of this. I swear it. I'm not going to kill you. I can't do it. Um, there's a crash. Yes. And something has fallen on the storm doors and broken them open. Right. So they climb out. They swim out. And they get out. And I was like, immediately attacked by zombies. <laughs> but that doesn't happen. They get out, and they're standing in the storm. Which, by the way, the winds have been powerful enough to blow zombies up into the sky. Yes. But the small child and the woman who can't weigh more than 115 pounds know they're fine. Yes. Well, they they have agency. (laughs) Gravity only works, like, gravity works better on people with agency. That's not how gravity works. I bet we could find a physicist to agree with me. (laughs) Uh, Only someone who plays a physicist on TV. So anyway, um, what has fallen is the walker that has been stuck in the tree outside of the of the thing for all this time. Well, yeah, it's been hanging off the tree that Charlie tried to sacrifice herself to. And I looked at you and I went, no. Yeah. That's not how this... Because there's no way this walker falling on the doors would have, A, broken the doors... He's not high enough up the ground. He doesn't weigh yeah. enough. All the things like, okay, never mind. <laughs> it's so, one more thing. Yeah. 
And so he gets up and he starts to lumber towards them and Alicia just like takes out the gun and shoots him in the head. And and Charlie's like, He saved us And and but it was not a it was not a, this is a I believe this walker has a soul or whatever. It's just like, oh the the act of him falling is what saved us. Right. And yeah. you know. So then it cuts to the next day when suddenly everything is fine. Yes. And this the, the storm has has passed. And at some point, Leisha has decided to bury the the family. Yes. And having dug a grave for a film, uh, it's a lot of work because um, digging holes in the ground big enough to put a person mm-hmm. in is actually a fair amount of dirt being moved. Right. And I did it. My daughter and I dug the grave for the the third noir film, and family building bonding moments. Me and my daughter digging a grave together. Um, but Alicia does it all by herself, and she does it with four bodies. And clearly, she didn't, she didn't bury them too deep, uh, because how far down is the is the granite? I mean, how, eighteen inches. Yeah. So um, it's you know. But in any event, they. Uh, Charlie comes by and she's like, "Oh, you buried them." It's like, "Where have you been, kid?" <laughs> you know, this whole this took some time. This took a little bit of effort. And Charlie's off wandering the world or something. Um, and then they basically, you know, she's like, "Why did you do it? Did you do it for me?" She goes, "No, I did it for whoever, who's going to somebody who might come looking for them." Mm. And Charlie's like, "Bonding moment!" Yay! And Alicia's like, "Don't get cocky, kid." And let's talk about the One Direction zombies. And so they get in their car. And they drive, and this, of course, set me off again about there's no way in hell they ended up in the same house because yeah. they're far enough away that the driving back to the well to yeah. the ranch. I mean, it's like, how did the hell did Charlie get there on foot in this time period? Blah, blah, blah. Again, just... So then Alicia tells Charlie to close her eyes, and she's going to describe the beach to her. And so she starts doing it, and Charlie's imagining the beach, and it's very, very of mice and men. Oh yes, and like seriously, I was, I was like, is she about to shoot Charlie in the head? I mean, the way it's framed, where you're looking at Charlie straight on, where mm-hmm. the angle is just the framing—you could easily see a gun come into the frame mm-hmm. without any trouble. I mean, it's just the right width, and you know the. It's it's let down a bit though because the way Alicia is describing the beach mm-hmm. was not particularly compelling, right? And I'm not entirely sure if we're supposed to feel like this is you know she's she's not building the image terribly well, right? But still, it's like oh yeah, I was just, I was waiting for the gun, I was waiting, mm-hmm. and, and it doesn't happen, right? But I was just really convinced. And then Charlie there. says that she can now remember her parents. And that's, that's another, like, that's another one. She's like, I can remember my parents before the thing. And I was like, oh, no, they're going to fucking shoot Charlie in the face. Yeah. And then that didn't happen. And and so then they get back to the ranch. Mm-hmm. And there's no one there. Right. The ranch, by the way, has no storm shutters. Because even though apparently the family uh, who didn't have all the money in the world compared to the, ran- the, the folks at the ranch, um, did, however, have the idea that they might want to protect their windows, mm-hmm. where the uh, ranch with all the glass windows does not have any storm shutters, apparently, because the house is trashed. Right. And we know... <sighs> me, I'm sorry. We know that no one was at the ranch because they all went off looking for Charlie. Right. 
uh, John Dory and Strand went in the van and are in the truck, and Lucy went on her own right after Charlie was there. Right. None of the other people ended up at this house. Right. <laughs> so then, uh, the next place they go is to the the bus, and it's like turned over. Yeah, which I don't buy for a second. I mean, I know I know buses are actually fairly top heavy, but. It takes a, I mean, it takes a lot to tip a bus, mm-hmm. and if it if the wind was that strong to tip that bus, I mean, it's the effects of the storm are all one hundred percent story and visual driven. Right. There's not this is not a real storm. It doesn't act like a real storm. Things don't happen in this storm like real things do. <clears throat> right. Again, just smile and nod. Right, and so we know no one was at the bus because. Uh, Al and Dharma went. Where? Why did they leave? Where they went. They, they, went, they went upstream oh, to see what was causing the, 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 the zombies. Zombies right. to come downstream. So we know that they weren't there. No one was there because no one was there. So none of our people are where anywhere. Alicia or Charlie are looking for them. Right. But of course, they don't know that. Right. Uh, so Alicia's like, they're all dead. We 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 got to move on and. Charlie's like, we have to find them. And, mm-hmm. and Alicia's like, how are we going to do that? We don't know where they are. Mm-hmm. And then a, a walker comes around the corner of the bus, and Alicia stabs the walker. Mm-hmm. And they get ready to move on to, to go looking for things and yeah. stuff. Right. And they and, have... Yeah. yeah, that's the end. Alicia says, things are going to get a lot worse. Things don't get better in this world. They only get worse. But you're coming with me. And then they go. And, like, my thought is, hey, this is the next day after a big storm. How about you wait for, like, maybe a day at one of the two places you know your friends were at. See if somebody comes back. That's just me. Um, no. That's not what's going to happen because the writers are not going to allow it. You know, I like the fact that we're having Alicia work through mm-hmm. her emotions at this point. I mean, there's a lot that she's gone through. And I like the fact that they're they're trying to have some sort of conversation between her and Charlie. They are the last survivors of their respective groups, really. Right. I mean, they're you know it, it, they they're both orphans mm-hmm. at this point, and there's something to be said. And and you know, Alicia is a good person, and Charlie is just a child who was. She's not inherently evil. She's had circumstances thrust upon her that have made her make decisions that she probably would not have made if she had other forces in her life right. to help her make those decisions. I mean, I felt it was a little rushed to some degree, This the whole thing. I, I really, just as with the mice and men thing, I was almost expecting Charlie to not have been there at all. That I was thinking mm-hmm. Alicia was just... You said that more than once, that you thought that Charlie wasn't there. Well, I... I and th- again, this comes back to the whole, there's no way these two were in the same house together. Mm-hmm. It would have made a lot more sense to me if she had never been there. Yeah. And it was all in Alicia's head, and she was just processing this. And then you could actually have another episode where Charlie processed it and dealt with, you know, we had we dealt with Charlie becoming, you know, uh, more stable because Charlie's in a bad place in the episode as well. So that would have felt more organic and natural to me. There's getting getting into the meat of this and dealing with this is is in terms of story and and propelling them what's left of the season forward. Mm-hmm. This is good, so I'm I'm pleased about that. And um, you know, uh, there's 
a good chunk of the episode was good character development and and right. good almost monologue from her because of course Charlie spent a good chunk of the episode not talking. Yeah. So I mean, I, eh, I mixed bag. I mean, so much of the 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 physical stuff with the storm mm-hmm. is just like that's not how things work, and you know you have to accept the the hand of the writer is so obvious in this episode. That's frustrating for me because yeah, you know, when this show does that, it usually does it very very. Bluntly and, and tactlessly, and that's what it happens here. But I mean, it was okay. I mean, it was all right. It, it, it I felt a little bit let down for all the build on the storm. Mm-hmm. Um, now I realize we're going to get flashbacks to what the other people have been doing during the storm. Eh, what do you think? Ah, that's fine. Uh, you know, my <laughs> my the fear of the Walking Dead le- like uh, uh, threshold is like way down here. <laughs> so like my feelings are as long as I'm not like seriously what is going on <laughs> then I'm just like yes yeah, I'm okay I can deal with it I can deal with this this was fine yeah I guess I guess in comparison to some of the other episodes this season it was a bit of a letdown mm-hmm. because it was so you know contrived right um, so could, despite the fact that this season has apparently upset some Fear of the Walking Dead fans very, very much. Uh, one of the Twitter Fear of the Walking Dead um, fan accounts is closed down because mm. they didn't like they don't like the, what the show has become. Uh, they don't feel like it's Fear of the Walking Dead. And you and I were kind of like, well, good. Yeah. Did, did you meet the first three seasons of this right. show? You know, um, I mean, there's been some real issues with this show. This is not to say that this season well, has been without issues. Well, you were telling me earlier that that like because I, I'm I I was I am still I'm still kind of. Firmly in the camp that Madison is not dead. Like, that there's going to be a reveal that Madison actually has survived this whole shabangabang somewhere near the end of this season. Well, I think they should because we, when the episode, when we talked about that, that her death, we were, had a lot of reasons to say that we didn't like the way that mm. they portrayed the way that she died and why it didn't wasn't convincing us that she was dead. Um, but yeah, she was interviewed, uh, I guess it was on, a, it was on, uh, the Talking Dead, uh, or an interview with somebody else where basically they were discussing the fact that she was told at the beginning of the season that her character was going to die. Mm. And she wasn't like, you know, do you want to leave the show? It's more like, no, we're killing Madison off. And, and she was a little hurt and she cried and, you know, it was how much she enjoyed playing the character and, and, you know, all the things that, that. You know, she's had, what, three and a half, mm-hmm. three and a half, four years of playing the character, which is, you know, good work. And and we've enjoyed Madison, even when she's had, been had her most psychotic uh, as a character. Because she's always been interesting. Yeah, she's always been, and she was a really good, in my, always in my opinion, she, she was a better, like, representation of what someone would really go through to help, to make sure that their family survived in this sort of situation than ever Rick was because she was like, okay, yeah, I'm going, you know, I'm going to, I'm fully willing to embrace the monster to survive this. Yeah, except that that it, the evidence was pretty strong to me anyway that, that and to other people I've read, but mm-hmm. that Madison was kind of a sociopath. Right. I mean, I so, liked it. I oh, but we enjoyed it. We enjoyed we, yeah. you know, for for all that the first three seasons of this show had some real big issues. You know, uh, 
Kim Dickens was always an interesting actress to watch. I mean, right? There's not so we were we were kind of like mm, hopefully she's going to come back, but apparently she is actually gone. We'll see. That might change. Kind of like Rick is leaving the show, but he's not yeah. done with the character, and um, you know all these different things that it could be. Well, like you know, I'm I'm still very much of the opinion that Madison did not die. Well, I kind of hope she hasn't because it'd, it'd be good to have her back. And I think that they they could bring the way everything has been shot and filmed. It could she could be brought back. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I mean it's. Um, I have not. We've enjoyed this season. Yeah, we feel this season has been and stronger. Mo, than Mo Collins and Daryl Chill Mitchell are about to join the cast, yeah. and they're both really cool. And well, I guess some people are upset that the show is is changing and. For a show like this, well, we've talked about this. One of the problems problems with this show, up until this season, has been that there's never really been a sense of threat to our main cast. Mm-hmm. They've basically been indestructible. And right. the, the issues with shows like this is that if your characters are indestructible, you have no tension. Mm-hmm. And in the post-apocalyptic zombie world, there should be at least a little bit of tension. And the Walking Dead has had the same problem over time too, mm-hmm. you know. But once they started killing off, uh, you know, characters really with the well, and uh, early early for, uh, first season, but then I think really once Andrea got killed, yeah, uh, it really kind of was like anybody actually can die, <clears throat> and it went on from there. So much you know, you have Carl to the point where it's like uh, almost. Like, oh, it's this mid-season finale. Yeah. Who are they going to kill <laughs> off? But the, To the point where this last season finale, we were shocked that they didn't kill off a main character. Yeah, I mean, well, we also had Carl die, so that was yeah. a big enough uh, loss there. But So, for Fear of the Walking Dead, you know, to actually, when, when Travis was killed, right after they made Travis interesting again, they're like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. And suddenly the, the gloves were off. Um, and but this season they really were off. So I don't I don't mind the show changing. I don't I don't think that you know. Okay, yes, there are plenty of there are plenty of shows that they change the premise uh, too much or the cast too much, and it falls apart. But honestly, the Walking Dead universe isn't shouldn't be structured that yeah. way. I mean, Rick leaving the Walking Dead should not be the end of the show for the very simple fact that it's an ensemble show, right? And the same thing with with Fear of the Walking Dead. Oh, but I I think that. Yeah, it's going to be... They're going to have to do some real work. Because I think that... that What's her name? He plays Maggie's going. I think Michonne's going to be gone pretty soon. Uh, you know, so they've got to really bulk up on some new characters so that we can, you know... I don't see it being a problem. This is These are actually the kind of shows where if you if the writing is good, if the casting is good... The shows can go on with with a rotating cast and new people coming in all the time. They're talking about another spinoff of the show, um, so yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not too concerned about it. But yeah, it's. Uh, I don't have a, we've, we haven't had a problem with this season so much. It's been yeah. some good storytelling this season. It's got Garrett Dillahun in it. I mean, come on, you guys. Dharma. <laughs> Her name is. Whatever her name is this week. Maggie Grace. I mean, come on. How could you go wrong? So, no, it's uh, it's some good stuff. So, so that's pretty much it. Um, we'll be back next week with more of this, of course. 
Is um, next weekend your last weekend in town? Yes. Okay. So next weekend will be the last weekend that we will record Fear uh, Zompocalypse Now on this couch in this house. Right. Um, and then we will uh, do it other ways beyond that. Thank you guys for listening. As always, you can find us on Facebook, on Twitter, where Dustin will often tweet, but he did not tweet again tonight. Did you tweet yeah, again tonight? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, we, we, I had this point, but, you know. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm just going to think of different reasons not to tweet. I don't know. <laughs> When I get so, to Texas, it'll be like, I've got the kids again. Okay. So ordinarily, Dustin, sometimes we'll tweet there. Uh, and, I, I, I should get back into it. Yeah. Uh, but you can also find us, of course, on podcast.com and iTunes. Um, several other, we're on other platforms as well. If you find the podcast, if you're listening to the podcast, uh, please give us a rating or a comment. Let us know what you think about the show. Um, as always, we want your feedback. But we also, uh, comments and ratings also help other people find the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they're looking for it on, on places like iTunes, so that's always useful to us. So if you could do that, that would be fantastic. As always, we would like to thank you for listening to us. It, we get together, because Dustin and I like to watch TV shows together and talk about things. But we also do it so that hopefully you're entertained. And mm-hmm. so um, we do appreciate having you guys listen to us. That is always a, a great thing. Um, we post uh, various things to, to Facebook, and I posted a lot of other podcasts that we listen to mm-hmm. mostly that I listen to uh, on the Twitter feed so check those out as well uh, give them some love because they've been supportive of us in terms of some social media stuff as well so uh, thank you Dustin thank you Tim we'll see you guys next week on Zompocalypse Now Zompocalypse Now is recorded and produced by Dustin Adair and Timothy Harvey. All rights reserved.